Section 7 of the Wisdom of the Ancients. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Wisdom of the Ancients, a series of mythological fables by Francis Bacon. Pan or Nature, explained of natural philosophy. The ancients have, with great exactness, delineated universal nature under the person of Pan. They leave his origin doubtful, some asserting him the son of Mercury, and others the common offspring of all Penelope's suitors. The latter supposition doubtless occasioned some later rivals to entitle this ancient fable Penelope a thing frequently practiced when the early relations are applied to more modern characters and persons though sometimes with great absurdity and ignorance as in the present case for pan was one of the ancientest gods and long before the time of ulysses besides penelope was venerated by antiquity for her maternal chastity a third sort will have him the issue of jupiter and hybris that is reproach but whatever his origin was the destinies are allowed his sisters he is described by antiquity with pyramidal horns reaching up to heaven a rough and shaggy body a very long beard of a biform figure human above half brute below and in goat's feet his arms or ensigns of power are a pipe in his left hand composed of seven reeds in his right a crook and he wore for his mantle a leopard's skin his attributes and titles were the god of hunters shepherds and all the rural inhabitants president of the mountains and after mercury the next messenger of the gods he was also held the leader and ruler of the nymphs who continually danced and frisked about him attended with the satyrs and their elders the selene he had also the power of striking terrors especially such as were vain and superstitious whence they came to be called panic terrors few actions are recorded of him only a principal one is that he challenged cupid at wrestling and was worsted he also catched the giant typhon in a net and held him fast they relate further of him that when ceres growing disconsolate for the rape of Perspiran, hid herself and all the gods took the utmost pains to find her by going out different ways for that purpose pan only had the good fortune to meet her as he was hunting and discovered her to the rest he likewise had the assurance to rival apollo in music and in the judgment of midas was preferred but the judge had though with great privacy and secrecy a pair of asses ears fastened to him for his sentence there is very little said of his amours which may seem strange among such a multitude of gods so profusely amorous he is only reported to have been very fond of echo who has also esteemed his wife and one nymph more called strinx with the love of whom cupid inflamed him for his insolent challenge 
so he is reported once to have solicited the moon to accompany him apart into the woods lastly pam had no descendant which also is a wonder when the male gods were so extremely prolific only he was the reputed father of a servant girl called iambi who used to divert strangers with her ridiculous prattling stories this fable is perhaps the noblest of all antiquity and pregnant with the mysteries and secrets of nature pan as the name imports represents the universe about whose origin there are two opinions namely that it either sprung from mercury that is the divine word according to the scriptures and philosophical divines or from the confused seeds of things for they who allow only one beginning of all things either ascribe it to god or if they suppose a material beginning acknowledge it to be various in its powers so that the whole dispute comes to this point namely either that nature proceeds from mercury or from penelope and all her suitors the third origin of pan seems borrowed by the greeks from the hebrew mysteries either by means of the egyptians or otherwise for it relates to the state of the world not in its first creation but as made subject to death and corruption after the fall and in this state it was and remains the offspring of god and sin or jupiter and reproach and therefore these three several accounts of pan's birth may seem true if duly distinguished in respect of things and times for this pan or the universal nature of things which we view and contemplate had its origin from the divine word and confused matter first created by god himself with the subsequent introduction of sin and consequently corruption the destinies or the natures and fates of things are justly made pan's sisters as the chain of natural causes links together the rise duration and corruption the exaltation degeneration and workings the processes the effects and changes of all that can any way happen to things horns are given to him broad at the roots but narrow and sharp at the top because the nature of all things seem pyramidical for individuals are infinite but being collected into a variety of species they rise up into kinds and these again ascend and are contracted into generals till at length nature may seem collected to a point and no wonder if pan's horns reach to the heavens since the sublimities of nature or abstract ideas reach in a manner to things divine for there is a short and ready passage from metaphysics to natural theology pan's body or the body of nature is with great propriety and elegance painted shaggy and hairy as representing the rays of things for rays are as the hair or fleece of nature and more or less worn by all bodies this evidently appears in vision and in all effects and operations at a distance for whatever operates thus may be properly said to emit rays but particularly the beard of pan is exceeding long because the rays of the celestial bodies penetrate 
and act to a prodigious distance and have descended into the interior of the earth so far as to change its surface and the sun itself when clouded on its upper part appears to the eye bearded again the body of nature is justly described by form because of the difference between its superior and inferior parts as the former for their beauty regularity of motion and influence over the earth may be properly represented by the human figure and the latter because of their disorder irregularity and subjection to the celestial bodies are by the brutal this biform figure also represents the participation of one species with another for there appear to be no simple natures but all participate or consist of two thus man has somewhat of the brute the brute somewhat of the plant the plant somewhat of the mineral so that all natural bodies have really two faces or consist of a superior and an inferior species there lies a curious allegory in the making of pan goat-footed on account of the motion of ascent which the terrestrial bodies have towards the air and heavens for the goat is a clamouring creature that delights in climbing up rocks and precipices and in the same manner the matters destined to this lower globe strongly affect to rise upwards as appears from the clouds and meteors pan's arms or the ensigns he bears in his hands are of two kinds the one an emblem of harmony the other of empire his pipe composed of seven reeds plainly denotes the consent and harmony or the concords and discords of things produced by the motion of the seven planets his crook also contains the fine representation of the ways of nature which are partly straight and partly crooked thus the staff having an extraordinary bend towards the top denotes that the works of divine providence are generally brought about by remote means or in a circuit as if somewhat else were intended rather than the effect produced as in the sending of joseph into egypt etc so likewise in human government they who sit at the helm manage and wind the people more successfully by pretexts and oblique courses than they could by such as are direct and straight so that in effect all sceptres are crooked at the top pan's mantle or clothing is with great ingenuity made of a leopard skin because of the spots it has for in like manner the heavens are sprinkled with stars the sea with islands the earth with flowers and almost each particular thing is variegated or wears a mottled coat the office of pam could not be more lively expressed than by making him the god of hunters for every natural action every motion and process is no other than a chase thus arts and sciences hunt out their works and human schemes and counsels their several ends and all living creatures either hunt out their ailment pursue their prey or seek their pleasure and this in a skilful and sagacious manner he is also styled the god of the rural inhabitants because men in this situation live more according to nature than they do in the cities and courts where nature is so corrupted with effeminate arts that the saying of the poet may be verified 
pars minima est ipsa puella su he is likewise particularly styled president of the mountains because in mountains and lofty places the nature of things lies more open and exposed to the eye and the understanding in him being called the messenger of the gods next after mercury lies a divine allegory as next after the word of god the image of the world is the herald of the divine power and wisdom according to the expression of the psalmist the heavens declare the glory of god and the firmament showeth his handiwork pan is delighted with the company of the nymphs that is the souls of all living creatures are the delight of the world and he is properly called their governor because each of them follows its own nature as a leader and all dance about their own respective rings with infinite variety and never ceasing motion and with these continually join the satyrs and selene that is youth and age for all things have a kind of young cheerful and dancing time and again their time of slowness tottering and creeping and whoever in a true light considers the motions and endeavors of both these ages like another democritus will perhaps find them as odd and strange as the gesticulations and antic motions of the satyrs and selene the power he had in striking terrors contains a very sensible doctrine for nature has implanted fear in all living creatures as well to keep them from risking their lives as to guard against injuries and violence and yet this nature or passion keeps not its bounds but with just and profitable fears always mixes such as are vain and senseless so that all things if we could see their insides would appear full of panic terrors thus mankind particularly the vulgar labor under a high degree of superstition which is nothing more than a panic dread that principally reigns in unsettled and troublesome times the presumption of pan in challenging cupid to the conflict denotes that matter has an appetite and tendency to a dissolution of the world and falling back to its first chaos again unless this depravity and inclination were restrained and subdued by a more powerful concord and agreement of things properly expressed by love or cupid it is therefore well for mankind and the state of all things that pan was thrown and conquered in the struggle his catching and detaining typhon in the net receives a similar explanation for whatever vast and unusual swells which the word typhon signifies may sometimes be raised in nature as in the sea the clouds the earth or the like yet nature catches entangles and holds all such outrages and insurrections in her inextricable net wove as it were of adamant that part of the fable which attributes the discovery of lost ceres to pan whilst he was hunting the happiness denied the other gods though they diligently and expressly sought her contains an exceeding just and prudent admonition namely that we are not to expect the discovery of things useful in common life as that of corn 
denoted by series from abstract philosophies as if these were the gods of the first order no not though we used our utmost endeavors this way but only from pan that is a sagacious experience and general knowledge of nature which is often found even by accident to stumble upon such discoveries whilst the pursuit was directed another way the event of his contending with apollo in music affords us a useful instruction that may help to humble the human reason and judgment which is too apt to boast and glory in itself there seem to be two kinds of harmony the one of divine providence the other of human reason but the government of the world the administrations of its affairs and the more secret divine judgments sound harsh and dissonant to human ears or human judgment and though this ignorance be justly rewarded with asses ears yet they are put on and worn not openly but with great secrecy nor is the deformity of the thing seen or observed by the vulgar we must not find it strange that no amours are related to pan besides his marriage with echo for nature enjoys itself and in itself all other things he that loves desires enjoyment but in profusion there is no room for desire and therefore pan remaining content with himself has no passion unless it be for discourse which is well shadowed out by echo or talk or when it is more accurate by strings or writing but echo makes a most excellent wife for pan as being no other than genuine philosophy which faithfully repeats his words or only transcribes exactly as nature dictates thus representing the true image and reflection of the world without adding a tittle it tends also to the support and perfection of pan or nature to be without offspring for the world generates in its parts and not in the way of a whole as wanting a body external to itself wherewith to generate lastly for the supposed or spurious prattling daughter of pan it is an excellent addition to the fable and aptly represents the talkative philosophies that have at all times been stirring and filled the world with idle tales being ever barren empty and servile though sometimes indeed diverting and entertaining and sometimes again troublesome and importunate end of section seven